Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, C. Robert Jones. All right, let's. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say this uh, today. Well, today's date is, of course, um, but today's date is Thursday, March fifth. Already, already March fifth, two thousand fifteen. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Yeah. Hey, Mary's in the house. Ned King, Evil Clown, Blog Talk, Casanova Frankenstein. What a cool name. Pendleton Marines are in the house, and it's all good. Let's start off with our first story for the night. Check this out. An eight-year-old Maryland boy got a standing ovation and a lifetime membership to the National Rifle Association. How did he do that? Well... He was suspended from school for gnawing a Pop-Tart. <laughs> you heard the story. I know you have. For gnawing a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. The teacher noticed that this little one was chowing down on a Pop-Tart and And she noticed that it strangely resembled the shape of a gun. So instead of saying to the young lad, you going to finish that? <laughs> you gonna, you know, go ahead and finish that. Go ahead and chow down on that and, and finish it up. Instead of saying that, or let me have the rest of that if you're not going to finish it. You know, instead of something like that, she reported <laughs> reported the young man. I'm talking about an eight-year-old boy. She reported the young man and had him escorted out of the classroom and into the principal's office where he was suspended. Now, the young man had was uh, exuberant, to say the least. He He's rambunctious, as a lot of eight-year-olds are. He'd been in trouble some 20 times before for various... Uh, eight-year-old boy-type uh, offenses. But uh, he was never suspended until he chowed down on a Pop-Tart. Now, there's no news on whether it was a strawberry tart or whether it was raspberry or a blueberry Pop-Tart. We don't know. But we do know that the young man was suspended and his suspension was upheld. <laughs> now, the young man said that he was actually trying to duplicate the shape of a mountain, which figured prominently in a recent drawing he made. He went on to state that, and I quote, I was embarrassed that my country would do... Uh, oh, wait. Uh... I was embarrassed that my country would do this to him, said um, Klimke, leader of the Republican minority in the lower house of the Maryland legislature. Wow. 
And the young man went on to say, and I quote, everyone keeps asking me why I did it. I don't know why I did it. I wish people would stop asking me about it. It'll probably go on for 45 years or something. <laughs> yeah. So now the boy wasn't, apparently the young man wasn't attempting to gnaw his Pop-Tart in the shape of a weapon, according to the young man. He was attempting to duplicate the shape of a mountain in a picture that he'd drawn. But he was promptly suspended. Things have gone way too far. Haven't they? <laughs> so, yeah, apparently he drew a mountain that looks like a gun, according to the teacher. Now, you know, I don't know how you gnaw a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. Tomorrow I'm going to go out and get myself some Pop-Tarts because, frankly, this story makes me want <laughs> this story makes me want to go get some. Does this story want to make you go out and get some? Because I'm thinking, damn, I haven't had a, I haven't had a pop tart in quite a while. They used to be damn tasty when I was a kid. Pop tarts were were like a treat. I mean, we didn't get pop tarts when we were kids, and you know, unless it was like a special occasion, we would have like real breakfast food. Back when I was a kid, there was bacon, there was eggs. They were they were grits, you know, toast. We had the whole thing back when I was a kid. And on quick days, we would just have cereal, Captain Crunch. Uh, we'd have Booberry. Remember Booberry? We'd have um, y- y- we'd have we'd have uh, uh, Frosted Flakes, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, and 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 every once in a while, we'd have shredded wheat. But the point is. This whole story just makes me want to go out and get myself some Pop-Tarts and sit and sit at my desk here and gnaw on the Pop-Tart until I can get, you know, until it appears to be, whatever's left of it appears to be in the shape of a gun. Now, I'm not sure how I'll be able to, to accomplish that, but I'm going to try. I'm going to I'm going to make it my business tomorrow to head on over to Walmart and get myself a box of Pop-Tarts and and gnaw it into he an 8-year-old boy suspended for 2 days and 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 it, it, it's sad. I mean things have really gotten out of hand. And now now we'll move on to to the story of uh the president attempting to he he couldn't get the AR-15 banned outright. It, no one was going for that. The lobbyists, the Rifle Association, uh, in a, the, the National Rifle Association, Congress wasn't having it. So now the President of the United States is seeking to ban the bullets. How clever is that? So he would have had a better chance at banning the AR-15. But now that, that that one crapped out, he you can't he couldn't issue an executive order banning the the, the weapon. He needs Congress. He needs a, he needs a whole lot of things to happen. Not even he could ban assault weapons all on his own through through. But he believes somehow the administration believes that they they have the 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 authority to ban rounds. 
we call them rounds in the military. Uh, everyone else calls them, a lot of other people call them bullets. Well, the problem with that is he doesn't have the authority to do that either. But uh, it's I wouldn't put it past him to try because because there are plenty of us out there who have the wherewithal to manufacture our own bullets. The United States Marine Corps taught me how to do that, and I have become pretty good at it. I can manufacture my own AR-15 rounds right in my garage. And guess what? There are thousands and thousands of other folks. And as I stated in last year's episode, I mean last night's episode, there'll simply be a run on those rounds. And, and it's already begun, just in case. And, and, and folks who are able to make those rounds on their own, I happen to know there are quite a few um, sovereign uh, Indian states, uh, uh, Native American states, Native American reservations, whatever you want to call those places where the, the Indians all have their own little thing happening. Guess what? They make those rounds themselves too. Anybody ever watch uh, Sons of Anarchy? There's one particular episode where there are Indians on the reservation who make their own uh, uh, AR-15 rounds. And they made their own um, AK-47 rounds, and they sold them to the the motorcycle club. They sold them to the Sons. Well, that, that happens for real, in real life. Guess what? Those rounds aren't going anywhere. But it's an ingenious way of trying to get around banning assault weapons, isn't it? Well, if you can't ban the actual weapon itself, try banning the rounds. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's yeah, yeah. And and Cal Living writes in the chat room: AR-15 uh, copper uh, prices are rising as we speak. Yes. There are those of us who can who who are able to manufacture our own rounds. So, I mean, but 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 this is just an example of more liberal thinking at work here. Well, and and they sit around thinking this stuff up, and a lot of times they 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 manu- and and it's not it's not something to laugh at really because they actually believe. That they're in the right here, well, you know, we can't get things done this way, so we'll try to get it done this way. You know, we'll go through the back door. And Obama is apparently seriously considering another executive action approach, which I predict will fail miserably. Yeah, copper equals empty shells, exactly. Those things will be manufactured black market. No doubt, or just market, because if you, I mean, if you, you ban the rounds, let's say you ban the rounds, and you've got a guy who lives two doors down who comes up with the powder, and he sells the powder, and then you've got a guy up the road who sells the actual round and manufactures that, 
And then there's somebody who manufactures the jacket. This isn't going anywhere, folks. But that doesn't stop a lot of us from going out and purchasing what we can of uh, AR-15 rounds. Because the AR-15 is nothing more than the yeah you know, it's a, it's just a, it's a, it's a it's a, it's a civilian name for the uh, M16A1 and A2. Um, in the Marine Corps, it was the AR the AR15 was the M16. Both the both the M16A1 and the M16A2. So the AR15 is a civilian version version of that, and of course, they are semi-automatic instead of ours. Uh, the what we carry we carried at the time were, were automatic uh, weapons. <sighs> yeah, but uh, a really good um, you know weaponsmith can can turn a um, a semi-automatic AR15 into fully automatic with, without any trouble at all, but. So so now we've got that going on. We've got the Hillary email things, which I think – now call me a conspiracy nut, but I think what what's happening with Hillary was leaked by the Democrats, the, the email thing, to get her out of the way. Because I believe that even the Democrats are tired of Hillary. They've had enough. They've been Hillaryed and Clinton out. And so it's my opinion that the Democrats are attempting to sabotage Hillary's campaign. And why do I think that? Well, a great many Democrats have come out against Hillary. The New York Times and several other extremely liberal newspapers and and other uh, media have come out and uh, admonished Hillary and demanded the emails, which you know wouldn't happen if this were our favorite deity, our commander-in-chief, our chief executive, Barack Obama. This would never happen with him. They'd downplay it. They'd say, oh, this is no big deal. This is just... You know more and more right wing conspiracy and all that. They 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 do all that, but not with Hillary. Not with Hillary. Does anyone else find that to be interesting? That Hillary is not getting a pass that we know that Barack Hussein Obama would have gotten. So, yeah. No, no, no more Hillary, and I think that I don't think she's gonna she's gonna uh, get away with this. I, I think uh, criminal charges could be filed. I think that uh, you know she's in a little bit of trouble here. If she skates out of this one, <laughs> it's gonna be you. If she skates out of this one, it's gonna be very interesting. But I believe that. The Democrats are trying to get her out of the way, and maybe I've been watching a little bit too much of House of Cards. Maybe this season of uh, House of Cards just really got to me, where the leadership uh, in the series were didn't want uh, Kevin Spacey's character to run, so they were attempting to sabotage 
his efforts behind his back. Maybe I've been watching too much TV. But, uh, you know, I think that um, Joe Biden wants to run. I think that John Kerry wants to run again. I think there are lots of other liberals waiting in the rings, up wings. And I, you know what I think? Folks believe that Elizabeth Warren is the new liberal rock star. So folks are urging her to run as well. So who knows? Well, it's uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. Now, in a move that no one should find surprising in the least is that self-proclaimed socialist Senator Bernie Sanders the I mean he is he he is he has come out of the closet and years ago as a socialist he's in a letter to the White House urging the president to once again circumvent Congress and raise taxes via a series of executive orders is anybody surprised at that Sanders, who is the ranking member of the Senate committee, the Senate Budget Committee, really a socialist, is calling on the administration to curb six specific tax breaks through executive action that could raise $100 billion over 10 years. Although he's always, although it's always, up until Obama's reign, been uh, the the prerogative of Congress to create and pass tax laws. Sanders believes that Obama has the authority to circumvent Congress. And, and what bothers me here, Wait a minute now. Uh, Cal Living, let's, let's, let's hold on a minute. Cal Living uh, writes in the chat room, but, but, but with that said, you know that Jeb Bush will do what Hillary wants to do. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know. I, yeah, you know. Why is Jeb getting such a, uh, such a, a, a bad rap here among conservatives? You know, it, it 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 reminds me a lot of um of our last uh, attempt at the presidency, where um, where Mitt Romney wasn't thought so highly of, and we wound up losing the White House to guess who? Barack Hussein Obama again. And Cal Living writes something else in the chat room: one hundred billion out of our economy could destroy a fragile economy. But Sanders isn't worried about that. He believes that we have an endless supply of rich folks out there, and and we and and he feels that it's 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 our duty to raid their coffers via taxes and take that money. And I'm not sure he wants to, what he wants to do with it, but um, Senator Sanders claims the goal would be closing corporate tax loopholes rather than implementing new taxes. The president seems pleased and seems unlikely to face resistance from the IRS, though the IRS is 
reluctantly reluctant to act by fiat. So I don't know, folks. This <laughs> here, here's what I think about this. Um, according to our sources, Barack Obama has a few days, you know, plus or minus of uh, of 19 months left on, you know, on his tenure. A new president's going to come in, and we got we've got an idea that that new president uh, we're, we're hoping that that new president will be a Republican. And what Obama what Obama's doing he is he's setting precedents. And what's to stop a Republican president from acting on his own because he believes it's the right thing to do? by circumventing Congress, going around Congress, or ignoring Congress altogether, we're, we're going down a very a very slippery slope here. It's the Congress's job to do these things in terms of taxes, but Senator Sanders doesn't really mind relinquishing his authority because he it, it, it goes from the House to the Senate to the President. He doesn't mind... President Obama bypassing him to, quote, get things done for the American people. As Senator Sanders appears to have opened a, a veritable barn door for the president to act more broadly than is customary. Although the actions recommended by Senator Sanders target corporations – it's worth noting that the tax hikes included in the president's budget are numerous, and they're unlikely to be passed by a Republican-controlled Congress. That means a plan B. <laughs> so according, according to uh, Press Secretary Ernest, the president has asked his team to examine the array of executive authorities that are available to him to try to make progress on his goals. So Obama's looking for a way to get around those checks and those 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 pesky checks and balances. You know, those pesky Republicans, those that whole constitution thing. He, he, I mean, it's just kind of annoying, isn't it? Which brings us to our topic of the evening. Of the evening, President Obama's top ten constitutional violations. Uh huh. Right after we take our short break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. President Obama's top ten constitutional violations. Feel free to weigh in if you'd like. We'll be right back. Southeast braces for more winter. U.S. ambassador to South Korea is attacked. And congressional panel subpoenas Hillary's emails. These are the True News headlines. I'm D.W. Balch. Thousands of flights were canceled and government offices shut down in the worry of more than a half a foot of snow in the nation's capital as major winter storms slam parts of the United States. The National Weather Service said rain, sleet, and snow is expected from the Mexican border in Texas to southern New England. 
Washington's ambassador to South Korea, Mark Lippert, underwent two and a half hours of surgery to his face after he was slashed by a razor blade wielding Korean nationalist. The attacker was arrested and identified as Kim Ki Jong, a 55 year old who had previously attacked a Japanese ambassador to South Korea. Nina Maria Potts has details. Doctors treating the U.S. ambassador to South Korea said his condition was stable after surgery to his face was successful. He received 80 stitches to his slash wounds. North Korea applauded the attack as righteous punishment against the United States. The attack came as the U.S. and South Korea kicked off their annual military exercises. A select House of Representatives committee has issued a subpoena of emails for the newly revealed Hillary Clinton personal email account. Earlier this week, the New York Times reported that Hillary Clinton did not have a government email account while Secretary of State, but set up her own email account, bringing into question national security. Priscilla Huff is in Washington. The House Select Committee on Benghazi wants to see any and all emails from Hillary Clinton's personal account sent under at ClintonEmail.com. The committee continues to probe who knew what about the September 2012 attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya, during which Ambassador Christopher Stevens and three other Americans died. Many legal experts question whether she violated the Federal Records Act by using a personal email account and not an atstate.gov email account as Secretary of State. At the trial of the Boston Marathon bombing, the court has heard from victims who lost limbs as a result of the explosions. The accused bomber's attorney told the court he did carry out the attack, but he was led astray by his late older brother. Nick Harper is in Boston. Many of the witnesses took to the stand wearing prosthetic legs, and with their testimonies, video was shown to the jurors of the moments after the explosion and the horrific injuries inflicted by the two homemade bombs. The prosecution are trying to show that Jokhar Zanayev had murder in his heart and was trying to kill and maim as many people as possible. The Supreme Court argument over subsidies for Obamacare suggests that the Obama administration has two chances to attract one critical vote. The outcome, after Wednesday's arguments, appears to be in the hands of two conservative justices. For more news, views, and comments, go to truenews.com. That's T-R-U-N-E-W-S dot com. I'm D.W. Balch.
Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. Give us more authority and more ability. All of this talk about uh, rules, we make them up as we go along. A government can't control the economy without controlling people. And they know when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. Put the legislation together to control the people. We go through the gate, the gate's closed, we'll go over the fence, the fence is too high, we'll pull vault in, if that doesn't work, we'll parachute in, but we're going to get health care reform passed. They also knew, those founding fathers, that outside of its legitimate functions, government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector of the economy. There needs to be a focus on a, uh, an immediate increase in spending. I mean, I, I do think at a certain point you've made enough money. The more the plans fail, the more the planners plan. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? The answer is yes, yeah, I'm telling you. We have so many people who can't see a fat man standing beside a thin one without coming to the conclusion the fat man got that way by taking advantage of the thin one. I think there are a lot of very rich people out there whom we can tax at a, at a point down the road and recover some of this money. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. They'll be crying out for public options. It's the cost, I think, of having uh, the kind of America that we want to have. Our natural unalienable rights are now considered to be a dispensation of government. And freedom has never been so fragile, so close to slipping from our grasp as it is at this moment. I don't worry about the Constitution, I'm just to be honest. What good is reading the bill if it's a thousand pages? You have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Those voices don't speak for the rest of us. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. There have been times where America's shown arrogance. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. All right. Welcome, folks. Welcome back to... The Dr. C. Robert Jones situation report. Okay. You know what? When I hear when I hear those audio clips of um of President Reagan, you know you know it sends a tingle up up my leg. No, no, no. I was just kidding. No, no, no. Uh, I, that was a take on uh, dude from uh, MSNBC. No, it doesn't. That it doesn't go quite that far. But you know, I do have a, a, a I do have a, a heartfelt uh, feeling toward the man, and the you know the the fact that he loved America so much, and and he believed in 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 uh, in, in our basic uh, freedoms, and uh, and the, and the idea that. The fact that he believed that uh, government should stay out of our business. Government should be in the background. Government should do very little in terms of interfering in our everyday lives and managing our lives for us. And President Reagan has always or had always spoken to those issues and to those fears and those concerns of everyday Americans who want the government to back off. The government is obliged to do certain things. None of them include telling us what we should eat 
or what we will eat, where we should go, how we should do things, what we should and shouldn't say, and all of that. So when I played that clip and I listened to politicians talk today, where is that? Who's talking? Who Who's representing truly the American people? Because I know, I'm aware that there, there are even, there are liberals, there are independents out there who want the government just to go, go away. Stay out of my business. Stop telling me what to do. Don't tell me where to live, what to say, what I should and shouldn't eat. Go, go away. Stay in the background. Manage the, our, our government services. Make sure that we have a strong military. Make sure our borders are secure and keep your mouth shut. And stop telling people that you're doing this or that for the, quote, American people, end quote. But you know what? We don't have any more Ronald Reagans. He's gone. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. We, we're, we, who comes close? Who comes close to being Reagan-esque? As we enter the third month, only the third month of Obama's two-year reign of terror, or lame duck presidency, the American people had better prepare themselves for more of his constitutional dismantling. In the past, urging your representative in Congress to take a stand and use all legislative means at their disposal to halt this type of usurpation. Did you like that word I used? Of power would be in order. Sadly, that option seems to be currently unavailable. Because we have a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate, but those in power, Mitch McConnell and John Boehner, seem to be toothless, nutless, when it comes to bringing a halt to Obama's agenda. They're ineffective. So who do we turn to? One of I'm going to give Obama credit for for this. One of Barack Obama's chief accomplishments has been to return the constitution to the to a central place in our public discourse. Unfortunately, the president fomented this upswing in civic interest, not by talking up the constitutional aspects of his policy agenda, but by blatantly violating the, yes, the, the strictures of our founding document. And he's been most frustrated with the separation of powers, which doesn't allow him to, quote, fundamentally transform, end quote, the country without congressional acquiescence. But that hasn't stopped him. In 
its first in its first term, the administration launched a quote, we can't wait, end quote initiative. With senior aide Dan Pfeiffer explaining that, and I quote, when Congress won't act, this president will, end quote. So what what they were saying at the time, folks, was if Congress won't acquiesce to our demands, to our wishes, then we're going to ignore Congress and do it ourselves. Well, that's treason. In my in my world, in my world, that's that's treason. You're setting yourself up as a king. And guess what that calls for? That calls for a revolution. That calls for Obama to have his ass kicked out of office. I mean actually booted in the ass, out of the office. Bye, pack your shit, take you and your ugly wife and your two fine children, because we don't we don't get in we don't let we we don't we don't talk bad about the children, but but his ugly wife, god damn, she's got to go. So pack your shit. Because we don't even we shouldn't even allow talk like that. We should not have allowed President Obama to or his minions to even speak that way. That smacks of treason. That says that Obama has will disre- has disregarded the constitution or will or plans to. And that he should have been arrested right then and there and and escorted out. Take go back home to Chicago. That's what should have happened. But it didn't. Which emboldened the president to go even further, which is why we have what we're what we're seeing right now, with him exploring more executive action so that he'll circumvent Congress and do whatever the hell he wants to do for the last two years of his presidency. President Obama said in announcing his new economic plan that, and I quote, I will not allow, listen to what I'm saying, folks. He said, I will not allow gridlock or inaction or willful indifference to get in our way, end quote. Well, guess what, Mr. Obama? I will not allow you to do any of that shit. You got to go. And in two years, what? no, no, 19 months, you'll be gone. There's, you know, and, and I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to to remember our history. And I remember a time when we had a president during the course of a civil war named Abraham Lincoln, who was accused of treason, who was accused of circumventing the Constitution again and again and again and again. And frankly, folks, I believe that he did. In fact, it's clear that President Lincoln circumvented the Constitution over and over and over again. 
There's no debating it. There's no getting around it. And some people wanted his head for that. Folks wanted to kill him. Folks wanted him out of office. They wanted him gone. So I'm trying to be fair here. But then again, President Lincoln was presiding over a civil war. The nation was fractured. Not the same thing. It's not the same time. It's not the same thing. When you have a president here in this century, in this year, saying that he will bypass Congress and do what he wants to do because Congress refuses to go along with his program and do what he wants. Because he's not saying that, and he's never said that, well, if Congress won't do to get things in order and do their jobs, and bring me legislation, and we can come to an agreement and work together to find solutions that are best for all parties, that, that all parties can live with. He's not saying that. He didn't, he, he's never said that. He's always said something stupid and disingenuous like, I'll work with Congress. Send me a bill, he would say. Send me a bill. Send me a bill I can sign. Yeah, send you a bill that you can sign that agrees with everything you want against the will of the people and against the will of both the House and the Senate, and you'll sign it. I understand. But he's not saying he'll work with folks, really. What he has said was elections have consequences. I won. Remember when he said that? During the debate on health care, I won. Elections have consequences. Remember when he, when, he, when he threw that out there, taunting both Republicans, conservatives, the American people? I won. Elections have consequences. Those were his exact words. So what he wants to do is just be king. So... I mean, you've got to have balls as big as church bells to say, I will not allow gridlock. What are you going to do? Oh, you're just going to pretend that these folks don't exist. You know, like I pretend that a lot of my relatives don't exist. <laughs> Yay. All right. So we're not going to have time to go to these top ten. We're going to have to. We're going to have to, you know, hold this off until uh, until Monday. So is Obama going to be able to uh, circumvent Congress again and again? Why? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he sign something and just throw it out there? And let the courts decide. You know, the great thing about what uh, you know one of the one of the one of the speed bumps in the road to Obama's agenda to fundamentally transform the United States of America is there are courts and there are court challenges, and we as a nation are driven 
toward the courts. And thank goodness, no, no, thank God that, you know, because on the face of it, it seems clear. Obama can t- pull out his pen and, and he says he has a pen and a phone and he can he can write whatever he wants. He he can he can he can sign an executive order, but the beauty of our system still is that that executive order can be stopped by the courts. All you need is one federal judge to say no, and it and it stops. Just like Obama's executive action on immigration, well, it's been halted by one federal judge. One federal judge has said no. Now there's got to be an appeal. There's got to, and, and it, could, it could take years, all the way up to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court hears it, and they ultimately decide. But in the meantime, any action, any any input, you know, whatever he signed that he says, you know, this is going to happen, it doesn't. It stops. It's in limbo. The brakes are on whatever executive order he signs because the courts have to have their say before any action is taken, which is great. So, so in all fairness, when Obama says he will not allow this and he'll go around Congress, well, it's not that clear cut. Because as much as the dictator is, as much as Obama, you know, likes to do the dictator thing, there's there's a whole there are a whole bunch of lawyers out there who salivate over this kind of thing. There's a Supreme Court who will have their say. There's a federal judge, there's a court of court of appeals, and then there's the Supreme Court. By all, by the time all that happens, Obama's a memory, and not a very good one. He's just a bad taste in our mouth. So, what I'm saying here, folks, is Obama can can't do anything except run his mouth for the next 19 months. All he can do is run his mouth, and he can use that pen. All he wants. As I said yesterday on yesterday's broadcast, some folks still think that Barack Hussein Obama is the Antichrist. And I'm telling you right here and now, Obama is too stupid to be the Antichrist. Saying that Obama is the Antichrist is an insult to the Antichrist. He's too stupid. He's too arrogant. If he believes that he can put his pen and his signature to a to a to a piece of paper and then that's it, well he's even dumber than we all thought. No wonder his grades at Harvard, Columbia, Occidental, even his damn grade school, no wonder his grades are sealed. Because it's not that easy, Mr. Obama. It's not that easy.
his immigration, his immigration uh, executive action, in limbo, halted, which is probably why the Congress went ahead and funded uh, Homeland Security. They went ahead and let it slide because they they believe that uh, that he's done. That he that he's uh, you know that that it's gonna it's gonna be done. We got six minutes to go, but we have a call on the line. We'll take our call. Call you're on with the Doctor C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hello. Yeah. Hi, C. Jones. You still on here with that? Maze, is that you, honey? Yes, it is. How you doing? I thought maybe you I thought maybe you'd be cooling out with all of that rhetoric that you no, I'm not out cool. every day. No, huh? no, sweetie, I'm good. You know what? I'm, so I'm having a great time. I'm so, I'm so happy. Where you been? Just, I've been listening. Have you? What do you think of this executive action? Uh, what, do you, what do you think about what I've been talking about with with uh, Obama being pretty much a lame duck and, and just running his mouth? Well, it looks like uh, y'all running y'all mouth because I'm so happy for what I see. That the really? Is doing what are you happy about? Great. She's just running y'all ragged, just like a puncher. She's just moving <laughs> and we're just going crazy. He's just making an ass out of himself. <laughs> no, no, something you can't do nothing about. Like, well, I mean, well of course we can. I just pointed Complain? out what we can do. Complain? No, no, no. Well, if he signs an executive... if, if Obama signs... Let, let's take this for example. If Obama signs an executive order banning... AR-15 rounds, and he signs that piece of paper, it doesn't end there. That's all I'm saying. It's not, it's not the... No, what he, what, no, it doesn't matter what he signs. It's not valid until it gets to a federal judge, court of appeals, and probably a couple more stops along the way before it gets to the Supreme Court, and they decide. He doesn't kidding. have he doesn't have a magic pen that he can use to sign and do whatever he wants. He's just running his mouth. He has, he has a magic pen to do whatever any other pre- other president have done. He has a pen exactly. to do the same thing they did. And those well, people that are losing their minds over this, he only got a few mm-hmm. more months. I mean, not too many more months left. And I'd be so glad when he finished, so these nuts can come around. These heathens can come around to sense because they're just losing their minds, mm. doing crazy stuff. Uh, and next they'll be jumping out of windows. All of that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really happy real, to hear you. Everything's gonna be okay. America's mm. gonna still be here when he leaves. That's right. Say. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad you finally agree with me, mate. America is gonna still here, be here when he leaves in better shape than it was when he came. When that door. clown is gone, and I America is still gonna be here. And I, I won't have to hear all these barkers barking about the president. All right, all right. Maze, it, it, you came on way too late because the show's almost well, over. I'm happy that I showed up. I certainly am, and you should show okay. up on Monday because we're going to get back into this, and I'll look for you Monday at 8 p.m. if you're if you're available. And, 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 I, and, and thank you so much for calling. The show is over. Maze, uh, love yeah, that lady. But it, and it's been such a long time. Since uh, since I've heard her on on uh, on my show, but anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening. We're out of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be we'll be back Monday, Monday at eight p.m. Monday through Thursday, eight p.m. 
on uh, the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I want to thank everybody for listening. There's so many things you could be doing with your time, and you chose to take a little time to listen to my show and make it a great success. I have over 300,000 listeners. That's a lot. Thank you, folks. I certainly do appreciate it. That's a lot from that one I had. Anybody remember Beach Bum? He was my one listener. I had one listener to this show for months, and I was thinking, okay, why am I doing this show? I've only had like one listener, and it was Beach Bum. God rest his soul. What a great guy. Thank him. Thank uh, Beach Bum, wherever you are, man. I love you. Thank you. And thank everybody else. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out. I ask my friends who are apologizing for not insisting upon this right. Where can the black man look in this country for the assertion of his right if he may not look to the Massachusetts Anti-Slavery Society? Where, under the whole heavens, can he look for sympathy in asserting this right if he may not look to this platform? Have you lifted us up to a certain height to see that we are men and then are any disposed to leave us there without seeing that we are put in possession of all our rights? We look naturally to this platform for the assertion of all our rights, and for this one especially. I understand the anti-slavery societies of this country to be based on two principles. First, the freedom of the blacks of this country. And second, the elevation of them. Let me not be misunderstood here. I am not asking for sympathy at the hands of abolitionists, sympathy at the hands of any. I think the American people are disposed often to be generous rather than just. I look over this country at the present time and I see educational societies, sanitary commissions, Freedmen's associations and the like, all very good. But in regard to people of color in this land, there has always been more that is benevolent, I perceive, than just manifested toward us. What I ask for the black man is not benevolence, not pity, not sympathy, but simply justice. The American people have always been anxious to know what they shall do with us. Everybody has asked the question and learned to ask it early of the abolitionists. What shall we do with the black man? I have had but one answer from the beginning. Do nothing with us. Your doing with us has already played the mischief with us. Do nothing with us. If the apple will not remain on the tree of their own strength, if they are worm-eaten at the core, if they are early ripe and disposed to fall, then let them fall. I'm not for tying or fastening them on the tree in any way except by nature's plan. And if they will not stay there, then let them fall. If the black man cannot stand on his own legs, and let him fall also. All I ask is, give him a chance to stand on his own legs. Let him alone. If you see him on his way to school, let 
him alone. Don't disturb him. If you see him going to the dinner table at a hotel, then let him go. If you see him going to the ballot box, then let him alone. Don't disturb him. If you see him going into a workshop, just let him alone. Your interference is doing him a positive injury. Let him fall if he cannot stand alone. If the black man cannot live by the line of eternal justice, the fault will not be yours. It will be his who made the black man and established that line for his government. Let him live or die by that. If you will only untie his hands and give him a chance, I think he will live. He will work as readily for himself as the white man. Now a great many delusions have been swept away by this war. One was that the black man would not work. He has proved his ability to work. Another was that the black man would not fight, that he possessed only the most cheapest attributes of humanity, was a perfect lamb or an Uncle Tom, disposed to take off his coat whenever required, hold his hands and be whipped by anybody who wanted to whip him. But this war... This war has proved that there is a great deal of human nature in that black man.